to God Stories Radio, Session 12. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And God Stories Radio was founded to bring hope and comfort through the Christian testimony. Amen to that. Amen to that. And tonight we have a uh, special guest in our In the Kitchen. In the Kitchen, a very special guest. And you know, God must really want her testimony to be heard. Man, Absolutely. We, we just went through the last half hour. I know it. And it's it's definitely got to be coming from Mo tonight. Satan is just on his best prowl, but he's not going to win. Nope. Tried to crash my hard drive, and he's trying to get you all stirred up about work. He's not going to win. Not going to. Absolutely not. He is not going to win. Mo, welcome to the kitchen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be oh, here. Oh, you are quite welcome. Mo is still the only one that I, I know that can teach the book of Ruth in less than 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her do it. I went a little I, crazy. I did the whole book. <laughs> I was I was privileged to run uh, tech a oh, a ladies event that she was the keynote speaker at, mm-hmm. and she taught the whole book of Ruth in about thirty minutes. And I went, "Wow, mm-hmm. that's cool!" So <laughs> I love doing it. It was awesome. Oh, and I was I was backstage one time when she also spoke, and her and a couple of the women that were there, and they were backstage, and what I witnessed there. I had to go to her husband, Tommy, and tell him that just make sure you know you're a blessed man. That's right. Well, I I had met Tommy. Yeah, I had (laughs) met Tommy playing uh, basketball, and I didn't realize that was Mo's husband until we were were out balling together, so we call it. I hope he was in the spirit during that game. Well, we're all all in (laughs) some form of a spirit. I wouldn't say. There you go. (laughs) But, Mo, we're going to be quiet and let you have it. Just welcome to the kitchen. Thanks so much for giving me a chance to tell my story. I was saying I love how everybody has a story. I kind of wrestled with God a little bit over, okay, where do you want me to start? Where do you want me to finish? And and he kind of led me to Revelation twelve eleven, where um, it says that the enemy is overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. And so I just love overcoming the enemy. That is just something that brings me a lot of joy in life. So I figured the more words, the better. So I'm going to tell you the story from when I was little till today, what's going on. So the enemy tried to come in with you tonight. That's right. We're taking him right back out. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, I'm I'm, uh, one of seven children growing up. I was a middle child, had a blessed life growing up. My dad uh, was a builder and my mom, a stay-at-home mom and great parents, we lived in upstate New York. Even though I was say I was blessed, I lived in upstate New York, right? Well, it's beautiful um, up there. Like it Binghamton, is Binghamton, Rochester, and yes, about up that ten way. days of the year, it is beautiful That's up there. Gorgeous. So, um, but <laughs> in the middle that. of winter, having a dad who's a builder. Um, there wasn't a lot of work in the winter. So my dad, um, having to care for all of us kids and take care of us, after Christmas every year, we would all pack in the car and we would leave for Florida. And we'd come to Claremont, and I went to school in Claremont from Christmas to Easter. I uh, And then we would go back to New York for the rest of the year. I, we were like the youngest snowbirds ever growing up. Well, I learned really early how to say, my name is Mo. Would you like to be my friend? It was that or I was going to sit alone at the um, lunch table. Well, I loved being in Florida. I just loved, love, love Florida. When we were in New York and I would dream that I was in Florida and I'd wake up and I was in New York, it was very depressing. And I just um, always desired to be in Florida. I always desired, um, I had this attraction to the light and to the heat. I just, the cold and the dark, just, I didn't do really well with ever. Met my husband, Tommy, in middle school. 
we dated for two weeks in middle school and I broke up with him. Then we dated for two weeks in high school and I broke up with him. <laughs> and then in college, he was a brave enough man to ask me out again in, uh, in community college. We both attended and he said, are you going to break up with me in two weeks? And I said, well, probably. But um, I ended up marrying him instead. So uh, At least he bounced back. That guy's he did. like the Energizer Bunny, isn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, really. He is. Well, um, we got married and um, have kind of a funny story about our wedding. You'll have to check it out in one of my books called Keeping It Real. It's We were married during a blizzard, so the enemy's been trying since, since the beginning. But um, when our first son, Jacob, was born, I was 20 years old. My parents... Um, I was a brand new mom, 20 years old, new wife, new mother, and my parents decided to relocate to Florida permanently. Well, I was married, and my husband had a job, and he had a really strong family, strong, beautiful Italian family up there, and um, it just wasn't in the cards for us to leave. So for the first time in my life, I was away from my parents and my sisters, and um, I think here begins my journey through the wilderness with the Lord. I started developing some pretty intense anxiety and um, obsessive behaviors and fears and each fear that I would get just kind of um, and when I would bow down to it uh, another fear would come and it's kind of like that whole saying if you give the devil an inch he'll become your ruler Mm -hmm. well that's what was going on in my life I was always a like kind of a little nervous child but never to the point of where I was when I had my first child my first child Jacob I worried and I fretted from the second I woke up until I went to bed. Worried about everything. I was terrified of not being a great mom and wife and people seeing that I wasn't perfect. I was young and none of my friends were married. None of my friends had kids. They were all still in college partying. I was worried about everything and I, I, and all I need, knew to do at that point with my worrying was just to try to control situations. I became a controlling person. I tried to control everything around me. I was destined to protect my child and to protect me and protect my husband. I was in self-protect mode. And that devil just kept whispering to me, you're a mess. You better not tell anyone what you think about because nobody thinks like you. And so I did what a lot of people do. I listened to those lies and I just kept quiet. My husband Tommy and I decided to have another baby. When my son Jacob was two, my, um, I gave birth to my beautiful son Travis, who's here with us tonight. He, uh, my sweet Trav and my sweet boys, I, uh, I just, just fell in love with them. I was so thankful to be a mom. But I was so terrified of messing up as a mom. I worked and I worried, I planned and I prepared, and I set my mind that whether I was going to enjoy this or not, I was going to be mother of the year. That was, I was seriously, <laughs> I thought if there was really really an award to be given away at some kind of banquet, I was going to get it. That was my plan. I thought, you know, I'm going to do this mothering thing right. So I mustered up all the, uh, all the hard work I could to try to do that. And, you know, if any of you listeners have anxiety or obsessive compulsive like tendencies, the temporary peace that you get from trying to do things like the world tells you to do, like going for mother of the year or just uh, keeping your mind busy on other things or staying positive, it doesn't last very long. Those are worldly ways to deal with things. When, and When you let the stronghold yes. of fear take over, yes, it turns into control. Amen. And exactly what you said. Amen. And so that enemy was controlling me with fear and I was trying to control everything else. 
So what you're saying is Oprah's advice isn't isn't good? Oh, I tried it all. I used to watch Oprah. I tried all those things. They they uh, they'd work for about ten minutes, and then I was right back to worrying. So I, knew I know I needed you talk about else. the ways of the world. I've never seen a person affect a generation the way she does. All she yes. has to say is, you know, I like this book, and right. they sell a million copies. Or I love so. this doctor, and then everybody I don't buys know why anything she he came suggests. To mind when you said that, <laughs> really <laughs> threw that in. There. She she just needs to know Jesus. Amen. 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 I'll pray for her. If I had a. I just, I just tried to keep my focus on other things. I thought that's what I could do. If I just, um, if we had a birthday party coming up, oh, I would just pour into that birthday party. I threw the most ridiculous birthday parties for my kids. I mean, everybody in town came. It was just ridiculous when you have to remortgage the house because you did a crazy birthday party. But anyways, I tried to focus on that. Or if we were, we had a vacation maybe that we were planning for, I could just focus on that for a little bit. And until I realized that wherever I went, those voices followed me. At the time that my, my oldest Jake was uh, was four and my baby Trav was two, I had them out at a local park and we were down just playing and it was um, right in town and I met a friend. Her name was Jen and Jen had a son, Isaac. Jen was, I actually found someone my age who had a son and I was so excited. Her son Isaac was right between my boy's age and the kids hit it off right away and Jen and I hit it off. If you know the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible, I was the typical Martha, okay? The planner, the worried, the, I gotta, oh, I got to do this perfect. And Jen was Mary. Jen never worried about anything. She was so peaceful. She just loved being a mommy. Her, her peace was magnetic to me. I, I just ached to be around her because she made me feel peaceful. She would laugh at my worrying. She'd be like, Mo, you are a mess. You know, we would set up a play date at Jen's and and I would literally feel so guilty about going to play that I would scour my house before, make sure dinner was ready in the crock pot. My kids would be dressed to a tee and they would be matching like in case we were going to meet the queen of England. Okay, (laughs) and I'd show up at Jen's house to play. Jen would have kids songs playing. The house was a mess and Isaac was knee deep in Play-Doh and, and um, finger paint. And they were just having a ball. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Right? <laughs> so Jen taught me how to love and enjoy my kids, not just care for my kids. She taught me how to do a proper timeout. She taught me how to stop yelling at my kids to get in the car that you could say at one time and they'd start listening. It was a miracle once I figured out I could do that. Um, she taught me how to play. We, we climbed rock piles. We took the kids sledding. We played and got dirty, and I was okay with it. There's something obviously different about Jen, and I just, I just thought it was just her personality until Jen invited me to Mops. MOPS is called Mothers of Preschoolers, and it's an international group um, that ministers to mothers of kids from birth to five years old. Well, this ministry's focus is Mothering Matters. So I went to MOPS. I thought it was a play group at first, but then when I got there, I realized um, it was for the moms. It really wasn't even for the kids. It was for the moms, and the kids would go in the daycare, and oh, I was a nervous wreck about that. But anyways, um, well, at my MOPS group, I met a bunch of ladies that... Oh, just very sweet women that just kept inviting me to Bible study. Well, I politely kept saying, oh, no, thank you. I'm very busy caring for my kids. And I just, you know, I didn't, I was not going to go to Bible study. I didn't even own a Bible. I had like the the Bible they gave you when you graduated from second grade um, Sunday school. That was it, the children's Bible. 
I, I thought, oh, I'm not going to, they, they would make me feel dumb. I don't know the Bible. I'm not going to Bible study, right? So I would just keep saying, no, thank you. No, thank you. And till one Thursday morning, Jen and I were playing with the kids. And she said, come on, Mo, you're going to Bible study with me. And I said, no, thanks, Jen. Thank you. I got stuff to do. And she's like, there's coffee there. And I was like, hmm. Okay. Well, all right. Coffee. I'm <laughs> going. I'm in. Sure. <laughs> she knew how to get to me with my caffeine problem. Well, listen, pastors, if you begin to think that you're going to cut the coffee bar, the free coffee bar out at church, that is really not a smart thing to do because coffee brought me to Jesus. Okay. So you need to know that is a good little ministry. I knew we there. were kindred spirit, Mo. Amen. We Amen. I loved Thursdays. Thursdays was Bible study day. It was at a friend's house, and the kids would play downstairs with a homeschooled teenager that would watch our kids, and we would sit and have coffee and study the Bible. The women at Bible study, I think they knew right off that they needed to minister to me about anxiety. They were probably like, ooh, this girl's a hot mess. We need to help her out, okay? They started to give me scriptures to memorize to combat anxiety. They started saying, Mo, you need to memorize this. You need to meditate on it. I, I just, I had never heard about meditating. I thought that was some crazy, you know, new age thing. They said, you need, you need to learn the word of God and, and just, just put it in your heart. And um, you need to hide it in your heart. I started doing that, started doing what they said to do. And I truly began to feel what the Bible says, the peace that passes all understanding. I would be studying and start out very worried about something that was going on that day, just something that I was maybe going to have to deal with with the kids or, you know, something that was going on in our lives. And I'd get in the Word and I'd pray, and I, I couldn't figure out why I felt peace. That's the peace that passes all understanding. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Isn't that amazing how just everything goes away? You know, we always used to talk about it would be three hours later, right. and you'd be, oh, wow. Mm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I began to fall in love with the Word. And I began to devour it. And I began to fall in love with praying and talking to Jesus just like a friend and not just quoting what I learned in school when I or in church when I was young. Um, we were kind of the Creaster family. We'd go on Christmas and Easter and, you know, and, and once in a while we'd go to Sunday school just with a big family. I think it was just my poor mom was just try- hard to get seven kids out the door. I don't know. I, I give her a lot of credit. <laughs> um, but doors of opportunity started to open up for me. And I'm very excited because my uh, husband and I found ourselves finally able to move to Florida five years later. Had been five years without my family and parents, and um, it worked out that we were going to be able to move to Florida with this and also with a brand new baby girl in tow. We had our third (laughs) child by then. I... I'm sure that my Bible study group had plenty of talks concerning my salvation because there really wasn't a time at Mops or at Bible study that I prayed with any of them saying, you know, to accept Christ and to accept the Lord. I just sort of accepted him on my own and, um, and went with it. So thank God they made sure. The group chipped in and they bought me my first Bible. They said, okay, Mo, you're done with your two. Your, she, they're like, we really enjoyed your children's Bible when you would comment at Bible study, but we bought you your own study Bible. <laughs> they were so sweet. They never made me feel bad. They would they would quote a scripture and mine would say, Jesus loves you. This I know. And they'd be like, yep, Mo, that's really good. We're going to move you into a regular adult Bible soon. But <laughs> they were wonderful. They bought. They all chipped in and bought me a Bible. And it's still my Bible I study with today. That baby is dog-eared and underlined, and it's been dropped in the pool in the tub and brought on vacation. <laughs> and everywhere don't feel bad mo my my first bible was a hardback living bible 
Oh, because yes. it was you know they were they were kind of like written in crayon, or yes. I could understand it. Yes, that's that's pretty much what today, this one yeah. was. Well, my girlfriend Gretchen, who ran this ran the group, um, she framed Philippians four 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 through eight for me to put it up in my kitchen. And it, you know, the one it's do not be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. Give thanks. Yes, 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 yes. The night before my move, I got a phone call. We had the truck all packed and we were all ready to go. And my friend Heidi called me. Heidi went to the Bible study and she said, Mom, I can't, I just couldn't help but I needed to call you. And uh, we've been talking about you behind your back. And I was like, okay. And she goes, we just all got to know if you're saved. And uh, I said, well, I, I don't know what you mean. And she said, and she said, Mo, have you made Jesus Lord of your life? And I said, well, um, I believe in Jesus. And she said, Mo, even the demons believe. He has to become your Lord. And she said, you have to make him Lord and you have to follow him for the rest of your life. She prayed with me over the phone and I accepted Christ the day before we moved over the phone with my sweet friend who took enough time to just call and make sure. So because of Gretchen and Heidi and Jen and Mops and my sweet Bible study women, I'm saved. I moved to Florida with my husband, my three beautiful babies, and a brand new Bible in tow and sealed for redemption. Amen. Amen. Mm. And in love with Jesus. I've had that whole truly my, my cup runneth over moment. I was finally getting to live in Florida full time, be near my family, be able to live as a Christian. And, ha- and I knew I needed a couple things. I knew I needed to find a church. We needed to find a church right off. I knew I needed to find a Bible study, a women's group to get in, and I needed mops. We were here in Florida about a year, and I had found the first two, had a church, had um, had an amazing group of um, just Bible studies that I joined one right after the next, and my husband and I actually did an amazing marriage class at our church, and um, the friends that we made in that group are still lifelong friends now, and our kids are still friends. But one thing hadn't I hadn't found a mops group yet I kept seeing the same moms all over town kept seeing seeing them at the library I'd see them at the park I'd see them and we'd all have our little kids at Publix we'd be it was always and I kind of was like you know what they all kind of had this look on their face like I need some friends right that was I could feel it because I needed some friends I knew what it was like so I'm driving to my parents house one one night for dinner and I had my three babies in the back in their car seats and I heard the Lord say to me you're going to start the first mops group here. And I uh, <laughs> I sat there like we are right now, and I kind of like just turned around to my kids in the car and just kept driving. And I was like, that's nice, Lord. I like mops. We'll talk about this later, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I um, I like mops. I like going to mops. And I never even was on the steering committee at mops in New York. I wouldn't even know what to do. And pulled up to the light, and I remember the light I was sitting at. He gave me about one minute to pretty much do the Jonah thing and be like, that's great. I'm going to pretty much go my way and pulled up to the next light. And it was at the um, on State Road, State Road 50 in the old IGA plaza there, right? Going towards Groveland. The squeeze begins. And a Mops commercial comes on the radio. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. I don't know about anyone who might be listening to this, but Mops commercials don't come on the radio a lot. And I had never heard one before. And I just thought. I guess I'm starting mops here. I did not know what I was doing. Went to my pastor the next day, and within a couple weeks, we had started the first mops group. Me and a couple girlfriends started the first mops group here in South Lake County. And when I think now, 
what we were able to um, just start there. I, I led the group for for three years. I was the coordinator for three years, and then I served on the served on the um, mission, the whole leadership team for five years. And now there's three mops groups just at our church itself. I think like what God started with one act of obedience in mm-hmm. town here, mm-hmm. and it was just that whole not knowing what the heck I was doing, but just trusting that God made sure that I heard it was him. It's amazing how he does that. And you're right in the middle of your best Moses speech. Like, you know, Lord, I don't even speak eloquently. Why Mm -hmm. would you send me? I mean, I don't even talk right, you know, and the mops commercial. I had a hundred good reasons of why he should pick someone else. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. We all do. So I got real cozy leading mops and I got real cozy and the leadership team loved it had so much fun um just absolutely loved the friendships I made and and what we were able to do and minister and how God was able to grow me and my leadership and all that but God's consistent theme in my life is once you're comfortable Mo it's time to move and I was like oh thanks Lord so um my husband and I both started feeling the Lord calling us to not just um stop leading mops but we were to change churches and that was so difficult for me because I loved my church. I loved my church. Tommy and I both felt the, felt like we were called to um, move to a new church, the church that we're still at right now. Within a couple minutes of attending the new church, I realized what was missing. I hadn't been baptized, and the Lord wasn't going to have that. My husband and I were immersed very soon after we, we were um, baptized, it felt like two days later, we started a ministry called Real Help. And this ministry is a repair and renovation ministry at Real Life Christian Church. The focus of the ministry is to live out James 2.18, show me your faith um, without deeds, and I'll show you my faith by what I do. Real Help started with about four families going to do a um, couple repairs for a new, very young widow that we just broke our heart in the church. We went and just did some repairs to over a thousand volunteers that I was leading. We did, while I was leading Real Help, over 120 um, projects in the community. They asked me to be the outreach director at Real Life, and I was ordained into ministry. What that meant was I was going to be in charge of um, trying to help meet the needs of the hurting homeless and the hungry on a daily basis. And I loved my job. Loved my job. I knew right off we needed to feed people if they were hungry, so the first thing we needed to do was start a food pantry. And so with a couple really amazing leaders, we started um, the food pantry at Real Life Church, the Real Help Food Pantry. We started with about four cans of Vienna sausages and four cans of soup <laughs> and put it in a closet. And um, Two loaves and fishes. And then just watch it multiply. Yes. And today the food pantry now at Real Life is feeding an average of 15 to 20 families a day meals and you know it's a bunch it's a lot of not including the sacks that they do now with the summer feeding program with the kids packs Mm -hmm. it's just so so awesome to see what's going on and then god called um me and a couple people to start a thrift shop because we knew we needed some um we needed to help people with like a clothing pantry and real help needed furniture to redo houses and so we partnered with new beginnings a homeless rehabilitation program in town and so real help and new beginnings um, started second life resale and so i think about what we had we had this i gotta say nasty old building to start our our <laughs> our thrift shop i know i was there to unload a uh, plywood uh, there the first time <laughs> yes <laughs> really <laughs> yes 
Um, I learned how to hang ceiling tiles. Do I, I learned every bit of crazy um, how you got to go through planning and zoning and city council and da, 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 da. I learned so much. You could have your own HGTV show now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Mo's makeover. There's a few we could have from the stuff we learned. Um, but... So we started Second Life. Second Life is still doing really great down in down in Minneola. I know I sit in their fifteen dollar chair in my room every night. All right, I love it. A mm-hmm. lot of thrifty bargains we get to get down there. My favorite thing is just to watch people come in who are in need, and we're able to just just bless them. And so 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 much benevolent efforts came out of Second Life while we were there, you know, and doing outreach. It's such a cool thing. It's still thriving today. And then the Lord said, "I'd like you to lead volunteers to Alabama." go and help with the uh, efforts after the tornadoes that came through a couple years ago bless my sweet boss's heart i went in and said i gotta go to alabama the lord's telling me to go to alabama we gotta go take some volunteers there and fix some things and and our executive pastor there at church said okay mo um can you get me a like a goal in within three days can we find i'm like sure i gotta get a bus that's all i knew i'm like i gotta get a bus for these volunteers so we took we took 100 volunteers up and we run we renovated four homes for some elderly people that um just had struggled through the storm and lost loved ones lost lost oh it was just really um such a heart change when we went up there and saw the devastation from those tornadoes you were not the same when you came home and up in Alabama, our ARC ministry was formed. Acts of Random Kindness. Just an amazing group of women and men that just just want to show God's love in practical ways. We the ARC ministry does such fun things. They go into they go into Walmart and just pay for people's groceries randomly. Or they'll, you know, just stand at, at the gas tank and pay for people's gas randomly and, and you know, visit the sick kids at the cancer ward and, and Arnold Palmer. Just Things that are just, like it says, acts of random kindness and doing it all in Jesus' name. Like I said, absolutely felt so blessed. Loved doing what I was doing. Loved just saying, yes, Lord, what's next? Yes, Lord, let what's next? Let's get her going. Let's just do it. And I had great um, leadership that just kept saying, go ahead, Mo, we'll put the brakes on when it's time to put the brakes on. You know, I just, I would just run and they'd go, okay, slow down, girl, slow down, you know. What was great was God was in control the whole time, but he let you think you were in control. So Amen. You, it was a but good, I, it I, was, I see another change coming. I hear, I, I hear in your Moga voice. Another, yes. Yeah, Moga somewhere. comfortable. You heard the comfort. Yep. I was in my comfort zone. I was, I was loving my job. And, uh, and then the Lord was like, um, okay, Mo, they got this. You're really, you don't, you're not really needed there anymore. You, uh, you're going to teach women how to think right. And the reason why is I don't think right without the word of God. And so um, God called me to start teaching women how to renew their minds in the word. I stood in the hallway with our pastor, Justin, and I said, this was a couple years ago now, I said, um, he's like, how you doing today, Mo? And I said, well, uh, I feel like God said you got to teach women how to think right. And he said, well, I've always thought of you as the female Justin Miller. (laughs) 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 So... Um, I started writing, and I started writing and speaking at different times when I could speak at church and women's events and that kind of thing. And um, But I couldn't let go of my other job. Really had a hard time letting go. I just had this, like I said, in my head that, oh, they needed me. They couldn't do this without me. You know, I just really had this cooked up in my head that I was so needed there. And God was like, nope, told you they don't need you anymore, Mo. You're going to write and teach. So for one year, I would go to work. 
and I would be the outreach director during the day and then I would come home and write and I would I would teach and I thought I'm gonna do both I'm gonna just keep my job and I'm gonna also write and teach so that I'm being obedient but I learned that with the Lord partial obedience is still disobedience absolutely (laughs) um so he was like okay honey you're gonna experience a little lovely thing called burnout Mm-hmm. So Martha had met her match and I um I suffered a few pretty tough losses within one year. My within this last year of my job at, at um as outreach director, I lost my great niece, who was like a granddaughter to me, to um terminal brain cancer. She they diagnosed her right after her first birthday. Mm-hmm. My nephew and niece and my sweet baby Kylie lived with us at our house. They were they were buying a house and so they lived with us for a couple months while they were saving money and so I got to be part of her every day and she became like a granddaughter to me. So when Kylie was diagnosed, um, our whole life kind of came to a halt. She went to be with the Lord um, after uh, a long hard battle for months and chemo and ICU visits and um, and during the day, I would minister to hurting people while I was hurting like crazy. The Lord, the Lord uh, just kind of showed me it was time to come home. I sat in my boss's office after so many times of just leaving crying. I would leave work crying, leave work crying, leave work crying. And they'd go, oh, hey, Mo, why don't you go take a week? They just so were like, when are you going to say this is enough, Mo? They were so sweet and they just never pushed me out the door. But the Lord was like, honey, I would just go home and the Lord would just catch all my tears. Just kept aching to be home and being in the word and being in the word. And that was the place where I was getting my peace. Mm-hmm. So um, I've only felt good when I was home. I and home on my back porch swing praying and having the Lord just fill me up. So I started feeling like my home was my safe place. And that's how the enemy loves to do uh loves to create some idols in your life. I really started becoming a little bit um with my burnout and dealing with Kylie and dealing with um a lot of the things that we were dealing with. I I kind of avoided large places kind of avoided Walmart I still still kind of sorry about that but I still avoid large stores like that can't blame you there Mo (laughs) um I just felt like everywhere I went somebody wanted something from me and I had nothing else to give so um I would just go home and uh and so while I was at home I was doing doing well I thought and writing and I just kept writing and thank God the Lord was using it for so much of my my healing and then we got a notice in the mail, and my husband called me at work one day and said, I have to tell you something, Mo. Um, we are, this was not in my script, but he, this is how the Lord works. He said, we are, um, we're probably going to get foreclosed on uh, with our house. And I said, we've never missed a mortgage payment. And he said, uh, two years ago when we struggle, we're struggling with bills because of the financial um, downfall for a couple years ago. The one bill that we couldn't pay was our homeowner's fees. We couldn't pay for our lawn care in the neighborhood. And so we just picked it up the next year and just started right back up when we could afford it. Well, they had put a lien on our house. And my husband kept saying, I don't know how to tell you, Mo, but I I wasn't opening what I didn't realize were lawyer notes saying that they were going to foreclose if we didn't pay our old homeowner's fees. So um, at one point at work, my husband called me and said, we are 14 days from being foreclosed on and our house will be taken at auction. 
and I had no idea that we were even close. And so my safe place was going to be ripped right out from under me. Mm-hmm. I had just lost Kylie. I was struggling in my job, working really hard. And I thought, God, you can't, can't take my house. This is where Kylie took her first steps. So I, I did what I knew to do and I prayed and I worked and I prayed and I worked and my husband and I prayed and we worked. We got, uh, we emptied all of our savings accounts, cashed in our 401ks, did whatever we could and we saved our house. We asked, we um, figured out how to save our house and, uh, and we were about two days from the, the um, house being on the steps of whatever they call it when you're going to be foreclosed uh, courthouse on. Steps. Courthouse steps. They yeah. love to give you that one. You know, yeah. that's a real, real good feeling. And they, they accepted our offer to pay for what we owed. And, and so we were able to save our home. But I realized after what God was doing, it took me a while. I thought, God, how much more? how much more do I have to give? I realized that God said to me, for six years, Mo, you've been ministering to people who have lost homes, lost all of their, they've lost all of their possessions. They've lost loved ones. And you ministered to them as best as you could, but now you can truly minister to them because you know how it feels. Mm-hmm. In our brokenness, we are so much we are so much stronger in our ministry because when we are when we're at our weakest god's at his best and it's all him and it's not us and so god god kind of showed me you had some good trips to alabama mo you had some good real help projects you started a real nice food pantry but i'm going to show you now what real ministry is and it's to help hurting people i came home i started studying I decided I was done. Uh, I was I was done fighting the Lord. I resigned, and my my bosses were so sweet. They allowed me to pick my pick my replacement, and we I've got such an amazing friend who got to take over our real help team, and I love him so much, Tim. Okay. Yep. And so I started my own ministry, Unforsaken Ministries, because the Lord showed me in my hurting and in my brokenness that one thing never changed. He never left me. And he never forsook me. He was with me through it all. And that was something that he kept saying to me. And I thought, I'm unforsaken. And every person needs to know that they're unforsaken. Mm -hmm. That this life is going to be so hard and that we're going to have struggles. And he never promised us a rose garden. But I think God also uses that too to teach you how to be ministered to. And that that he is faithful. And, a, and you build a trust and a relationship with a God that could never be separated at that point. Amen. It's just never. Mm-hmm. I think to myself, of all my old worries, all my old anxieties, things that I used to worry about, things I used to obsess about, and I think, oh my goodness, if any of those worst things happened, I mean, I lost someone, one of the closest people to me, who I loved and adored and, and uh, thought walked I just thought she hung the moon and I thought I got through it. I got through it because he was with me. And that's, that's the key. You can overcome any fear. You can overcome any anxiety. You can overcome any depression. You can overcome any guilt, shame, strongholds of the enemy. If you realize you're unforsaken, 
if you realize if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. Mm-hmm. That the enemy can throw as many things at you as he wants, but but if God be for you, who can be against you? Right. So I'm blessed. I've written five books this year. <laughs> August just this year. <laughs> August is one year since I've been home. Wow. And five I've books. written five books and a leader's guide to go with one of my Bible studies that I've written. And one of the my my Bible study that is called Overcoming Anxiety Biblically. And so these women can do it in in groups or by themselves. And the leader's guide helps them to do it with a group. And um, and I love, love, love just being able to give a woman a book when I know they're struggling with something or um, just being able to just love on these women. It's funny. I worked with mostly men in real help. I worked with builders and, and, you know, electrician and plumbers. And it was just, I'm like, it was easier working with men. I'm with women now. This is like, woo, we're all emotional hot messes. You know, we all are. So, <laughs> um, but I'm excited because the Lord, the Lord, um, called me about, um, six months in to, to be in home, to start a community Bible study, just very kingdom minded. This is not just one church. This is his kids from all over and um, women from all different denominations and all different churches and coming together and Jesus's name is lifted high. So it's really exciting. Once a month, the last Thursday of every month, it's called Unforsaken Women. And we meet at a training center. Um, it's actually a Mary Kay training center down in Oakland. And so it's not at a church so that everybody feels welcome, whether it's their church or not. Mm-hmm. And we meet down there and we have different um, women praise and worship leaders that come and they lead worship. We've had some amazing artists from the Holy Land come and lead us in worship. And I, I'm in awe of the talent that the Lord has brought to this little training center and these women who show up the last Thursday of every month. We have, um, we have women vendors there, so it's exciting to be able to let them come and kind of display some of their businesses, and um, it helps me pay for the room, to tell you the truth. It's just like, okay, Lord, he just keeps, show- he keeps showing up and uh, doing it all, and I'm like, okay, whatever you tell me now, and um, goodies, and, and we have, um, and I speak on a different, a different topic each time. I, I usually speak on strongholds of the mind whether it's anxiety, depression, insecurity, things that women and um, women deal with that maybe they, they haven't been able to be vocal about. We have awesome testimonies. Actually, my niece Angel's given her testimony this month at Unforsaken Women. That's Kylie's mom. And it's the first time she's given her testimony, so I know it's going to be a powerful night. And so, um, yeah, we're bringing the tissues, and <laughs> we're getting ready. I'm so proud of her. She's just, she's just my hero. Maybe God Stories Radio would be fortunate enough to have her down the road. Sometime. Oh, I know she would uh, be a blessing. There'd be somebody she... around the world that needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. But yeah, we meet. That's last Thursday of a month. You can check it out on my website. It's unforsakenministries.com, and you can see where I'm speaking in the area, and you can come and and check out my books, check out my stuff. Um, I have a little spot that you can meet my family, all that kind of stuff. So who knows where God's going to lead me next. And I will never say never with the Lord because just when I get comfortable, I know I'm going to be going somewhere else. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to keep moving. So, uh-huh. but I'm just excited to have been here and I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, it's amazing, Mo. I've been looking forward uh, f- ever since I heard you were coming for a couple of weeks. I'm like, whew. And then <laughs> Satan tried to, tried to mess it up tonight. earlier. Yep. But technical uh, glitches. Yes. But it was a, a great testimony, and I'm sure a uh, someone out there, some ones out there, uh, are going to be able to take from it, get some encouragement from it, and comfort. 
I think that you guys need to remember that an effective door of, of ministry is open for you, just like Paul says, but with it comes much opposition. So you better have just a couple extra hard drives just in case each time. Just plan I have on learned it. my lesson. <laughs> You know, when the Lord speaks to me in Best Buy, which he usually does. Oh, yeah. In Best Buy. That's amazing. <laughs> I think the Holy Spirit kind of hovers around the oh, yeah? computer section at okay. Best Buy. All right. Yeah. I'm wondering why <laughs> he talks whatever, to me right? in the shower. I just figure I'm naked and exposed or whatever. So he can. <laughs> <laughs> naked you came. and uh, that's Exactly. Yeah. We're all naked in the eyes of the Lord, right? That's fine. Just. <laughs> so we have this platform that God kind of spoke to Mike at first and then was fortunate enough to include me and it's just amazing that some nights we have sat here with absolutely nothing we pray and then 30 minutes later we're like where did that come from amen and now all of a sudden you know 14 episodes in if you log on to our back office you can see where people are downloading in south africa and colombia it's exactly i wanted to say this too it's namibia in south africa is actually our second largest download uh, other than the United States. So in UK, I saw that. UK uh, was UK next. Is, so and it, we have Brazil and Colombia and Japan, China, Australia, Canada. Y'all are truly fulfilling the, the Great Commission. And it's That's just, uh, just like you, earth. it's just, a, it is God's, it's, it's his, his deal. Gig. It's his gig, we always say. Yep. And we're just effective tools. You know, neither one of us are really any great superstar at this. We just Absolutely come here not. and we pray and we do it. And we have, we're just blessed to have folks like you that come in and, and share their heart and their testimony. I want you one more time because I, I just, I don't know, I just feel the presence of the Lord here, man. I feel like there's somebody listening. If you wouldn't mind, if there's a lady out there that would like your information or would like to speak with you, do you have a way they can connect with you? Uh, I know they can always, yes. they can always write into God Stories Radio at Gmail and we'll get you the information or, or, send us a blog on godstoriesradio.com but yes. your website was unforsaken Un, they can con- they can contact me on unforsakenministries.com is my website and the contact information is on there there's okay. an email for me also they can go on my face i have a facebook um i think they're called fan pages i don't know what they're but it's called unforsaken by mo and so you'll you can go on and just friend request me i i just when people friend request me i don't care if i don't know them. i just say yes if it's a woman because i'm like i'm like lord i know you want me to to share the word with them and um so they can go on facebook and and look up that and um i'm on twitter too so i don't i'm not a good tweeter just so you know i try to think <laughs> yeah, of we it, twit. But <laughs> twit twit no we tweet one tweet of those or twit <laughs> tweet twit it I, I, I think i have too many words for twitter that's all because i always get cut off in well, what yeah, i want to say mine always goes into red and it counts down <laughs> and i know doggone it i'm not going to get it in the lord's like nah this girl this girl likes to so talk too i know much. how to She's favor and girl. retweet there you go. So just tweet us, All right. and we'll yeah. tweet tweet. And on my website, they can actually. Fo- I'd love for them to follow my blog. There's a, there's a spot where they can follow my blog, and I write my blog like div- daily devotions for well, not daily, but a couple times a week. So women have a kind of a devotional to read. Oh, fantastic! So, so like a new, they can sign up for a newsletter or subscribe. They sure can. They su- can subscribe now can to my newsletter. Can they purchase your books? You can purchase online? them right online on my website. It'll take you right to my. It'll link you to Amazon where my books are sold. Oh, fantastic! Yes. Great. 
And as you said, Fritz, I feel the Holy Spirit here, and I would, uh, and as you said, there's someone out there that needs to hear. I just feel it. There's somebody that's going. I, I, I'd love I would, to talk I would to her. like to ask Mo if you could uh, close this. We usually don't do this. Close this in prayer, and especially oh. for that woman out there that needs to hear. I would absolutely love love that. Heavenly Father, we just come to you in your precious Son Jesus' name, God, and I just we love you so much. We adore you. You are worthy to be praised, Lord. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you don't allow us to sit in our comfort zones. I thank you that you move us and um, and you you help us to take godly risks and trust you with the consequences, Lord. That if it's if it's your will, that you're all over it, Lord. If it lines up with your word, then it's your will. And if people are wondering, I don't know if I heard from God or if I didn't. If it lines up with God's word, it's most likely you did hear from God, hear from God. That's that's the key. God, I love your word. We love your word. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for um, just just your word that's a lamp to our feet and our light to our path. I want to pray for, for everyone out there that may struggle with anxiety or depression or obsessiveness, God, or um, guilt, shame, any of those strongholds of the mind that the enemy tries to bind us in. I break those in the name of Jesus right now, Lord. I thank you that we're we're we are allowed to bind on earth what is bound in heaven. And I bind that. I bind the enemy in the name of Jesus. He is under our feet. We have authority to trample on, on serpents and demons. And God, I just love that, um, that the enemies overcome by the by the um, power of power of the blood of the lamb and the Amen. power of our testimony, Lord, that the words of our testimony are what will heal people. I pray that everybody out there remembers they have a story to tell and beautiful things like God's stories gives us a chance to tell our story. Don't ever be afraid to tell your story because there's someone out there that needs a gen. There's a, there's someone out there that needs someone to reach out and say, come on, you're going to Bible study. They got coffee there. Lord, I just pray, pray, pray that somebody reaches out just like Fritz and just like Mike do every week here on this, that they are not afraid to reach out and just um, fulfill the great commission to take to take your word to the ends of the earth. Lord, we love you. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Amen to that. I feel like I've been to church, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Amen. Are you? Do you have anything else there? I saw you turn another page. Was there anything there you need to say? Or, no, I no? just. I think I had just written there that that's my story, and um, I'm and sticking, sticking to it. To it. Okay. Sticking yeah. to it. That's all. all right. and, uh, okay. And uh, like Mo said, everybody's got a story, and we would sure like to hear it. We'd like we to would. hear from you. Like I said, uh, send us a note on God Stories Radio at Gmail. Look us up on uh, GodStoriesRadio.com. Twitter at God Stories Radio Facebook page, uh, God Stories Radio Facebook.com. Um, send us a note on the blog. Let us know you heard this. If you've got a note to send to Mo, we'll, we'll get it to her. You know, do it through her website. We're here for you. We have no other agenda except to uh, bring hope and comfort. Amen. Uh, I'd also like to say or ask again if anybody is uh, lifted up or encouraged by uh, any of these stories, just let us know to encourage us give us a little word on the blog that uh, you love this any any of the the sessions and why uh, to encourage us as well thank you mike and thank you mo for coming to the kitchen thank you, thanks y'all Spending for having time me with us. i loved it thanks well that wraps it up for god stories radio session 12 i'm fritz i'm mike god bless god bless